Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. My name is Maisie McCabe, the UK Editor of Campaign, and I'm joined by Chris Barker, Senior Art Director, Gurdjit Deegan, Creativity and Culture Editor, and Matt Barker, no relation, the Features Editor. Um, So we're here to talk about the final quarterly print magazine. Unfortunately, there was a delay at the printers, you know, classic print, hey? Um, And so we don't actually have any copies yet in the office. We're recording this on Monday morning, but we do have some proofs with us. So if you hear a bit of paper rustling, that's what it is. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it spades well. Uh, So, Chris, I guess if we start with you, how how do you feel about the magazine going out of print? Hello. Uh, Did you uh, see that was a sort of sensitive question? People do keep coming up to me and sort of saying, you know, how are you? Are you all right about the magazine going out of print? As if I've lost a child or something. But obviously it's more like it's more like when your child grows up. You know, putting a magazine together is, is quite a, it's a lot of work when you've got the, the brand is so much wider than just the print product now. You know, uh, so it's, it's almost like, you know, when you look back, when your kids were very little and you think, oh, weren't they sweet? But you've forgotten about all the all the sleepless nights and the tantrums and everything. So I'm 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 fine with it. I'm looking forward to the um to the brand growing up, becoming a teenager. Yeah, getting the bus on its own. Getting the bus on its own. <laughs> um I think we've put together a really good final print issue. Well, I mean, who can say if it is the final issue? Yeah, who knows yeah. what's gonna happen? Well it's in the, the final quarterly print issue, we're allowed to say, I yeah. think. Because it's the final regular print issue. Yeah, it might come back in some other form at some point or there might be sporadic special issues, you never know. But I think it's a really, really good final um, quarterly print issue. (laughs) We should have a bell or something that goes off, (laughs) if you get it right, I guess. Every time you say final issue. Because we just, I mean, it would be a nice segue there to the cover because you had a, you you did want to put final edition I did, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the cover, but yeah. unfortunately um, it might not be. Yeah. We, it was, we just strive it, for it accuracy. It was too definitive yeah. to, to say final. Um, yeah. So the cover. Uh, yeah. So we, you want to explain a bit about how we, how we get there? I'd had an inkling we were going to go out of print and I thought, <gasps> I know. I thought that the previous issue might end up being our last issue. So um, for um, some of you who might know this, but that sort of creativity-focused issue that was published in June and went out to Cannes, led by Gurdjieff. That's right. With so, Matt's very so, intense help, obviously. Yeah, which is another good issue, actually. I was very pleased with that one, too. But for the cover, I kind of blew up the masthead and, and set fire to the world. So it was <laughs> just in case this is the last... This is the last print issue. It'd be a good way to go out. Um, it's funny because I didn't. I didn't appreciate didn't that. I thought, that yeah. I, well, I thought it was like really about AI and whether it was going to bring about the end. It worked on a lot of levels. Yeah. So for those again that you don't know, for the the word campaign has an A and an I in it. it so does. I spotted that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of insightful kind of yeah. out of the box thinking. After three years on the brand, it's like, oh, look at that, two vowels. Um, so we. Um, I, Made the world out of burnt out wires and and, and through mid journey, through mid journey, and then had the um, the letters uh, of all of the other letters on the on the masthead had fallen off apart from the A and I, so that left me with the complicated yeah second album position, second album syndrome yeah what, how do you follow that if you've already destroyed everything, so I thought um, even though 
the issue was go, going to be um, very forward looking, it might be a nice touch to have uh, a callback to to the past, to the sort of news news led uh, covers of well the early years and up till relatively relatively recently in the grand scheme of things. So a set about recreating a classic, well, a print led uh, cover, which I, I think is quite nice. I think um, nobody would be expecting it. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> And uh, but then we uh, I didn't know what were going to be in those slots, uh, you know. So we, we we thought about a few different things. I know Matt, you were talking about making up stories to go in there about things that could potentially happen in the next 20 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was I, I was just thinking you could have had the letters P A I and N, couldn't you, up there? And that, that, that would have been quite good, but it, it was it was quite a subtle way of saying goodbye, isn't it? Because that's we were getting a bit ahead of ourselves maybe but when we had that initial editorial meeting about what's going to be in the next issue it was all about mm. we, we want it to be future facing and so on and not too kind of retro and so this is that one sort of nod to the past yeah. isn't it which I think I think is quite clever well, okay, as, quite as, clever Chris quite clever damn, that's what we strive for phrase. <laughs> Chris quite clever because <laughs> um, uh, as Maisie said in her um, editorial in the issue we'd kind of done all of the retrospective stuff five years ago in the 50th. There's no point in, and we've done it really, really well. I happen to think that's one of the best things I've ever seen, let alone one of the best magazines I've ever seen. I think it's a brilliant product, that 50th issue. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't want to try and recreate that five <laughs> years later. It's really not that long ago, is Really it? not so, that long ago. So everything you, you would sort of expect in a kind of ceremonial final print issue, like, you know, the great and the good kind of mm. telling stories from their careers, picking their favourite work, you know, all that sort of stuff. And there's a also a really glamorous kind of photo shoot in Dean Street mm. full of lots of really senior people. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, I guess, it's one of those class. I love a post-rationalisation. And you were like, well, we've already done that, so yeah. we can't do that. Yeah. So we've got to look forward. And then you think, well, actually, that's probably a really good thing. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, constraints send you in a much better direction. Um, and so we sort of wanted the features in the mag to sort of stand as almost like statements of intent or manifestos. And they were like, these mm. are the really big issues that the industry is going to face. Um, and these is a, a bit of advice about where and how you should be trying to tackle them. Um, yeah. And then we're obviously going to continue following up um, and help you online. And then we said, well, why don't we make them questions? Ten questions. Ten questions. And so then that, that became the basis for the cover. Um, and then... So that, do you want to describe the cover? Well, it's black and white. <laughs> <laughs> and red, but just and red, not tiny black and white and bit red. of red. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is basically what the the campaign brand bible is: black and white, and then in smaller words, and red. Um, uh, and it's basically a recreation of the the, the old grid with um, as close to the old typography as I could um, muster. Uh, so with a kind of you know bold headlines and then news stories which each refer to one of the features one of the questions yeah and it acts acts as a contents page for the issue as well so there is no contents page in the issue yeah controversially we're still just shaking things up as shaking we go out the door up. huh yeah. <laughs> we should have done this ages ago <laughs> um but then the rest of the the rest of the magazine is is really nicely um the whole the whole of the, almost the whole of the magazine is uh, taken up by the 10 questions 
um, and each one gets a big um, opening spread with a nice sort of black and white and red uh, retro futuristic <laughs> little See what collage. you did there. I don't, I've done it again. Um, I had help her from uh, Anna Acosta, the designer on this, to help me hit the deadline. Um, thanks very much, Joanna. Thanks, great Anna. job. Great job, yeah. Uh, so there's t- t- the 10 questions each get uh, a feature with some words in it. Uh, <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> Classic, then... Chris. Yeah, some words. <laughs> there's the words. Yeah, how many and, words? And then we've mind. got a lot of uh, headliners that we also shot. And... So they're kind of profiles of mm-hmm. um, individual people. Good. So you're you so you you're obviously busy on a lot of um, different bits of the magazine. But one you did one of the questions, mm-hmm. um, which was it's quite interesting. I think this question because it doesn't it's not necessarily completely clear from it. Can we win the war against robots? Yeah. So it wasn't really in my mind when I was writing. <laughs> but it does fit. <laughs> but it fits. So that works. Yeah. This convenient. It's like you know, <laughs> as we say, we love post rationalisation. So could you explain a bit about um, the feature and who you spoke to and any highlights? So um, the yeah, the brief was look at creativity as it stands now. Um, it, how is the work good? Um, as or great. Good, Yes, is 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 it great? Is it is it? Um, you know, we we looked at the. There's a link between effectiveness and award winning ads, um, and it's uh, disintegrated. Um, so then uh, we wanted to look at the problems around that and evaluate the opportunities. And as you said, there's a manifesto. You know, it's like a what's the way forward for creativity. Um, so yeah, I just called a few creatives and they told me some bits and I wrote it. Um, what uh, I thought. And it's how I've started it. The most interesting um, point that I found when I was writing it was speaking with people. Rick Brim from Adam and Eve, um, Adam and Eve DDB, talked about um, Zaha, um, Zaha Hadid Architects. Um, so before they even start a brief, they throw it into an AI machine and pick out, you know, it throws back kind of 12 ideas of what, for example, an airport that uh, Zaha Hadid would, uh, architects would design and what it would look like. Um, and then they say, that's not what we're doing. And then they, then they go on. Um, so, he, you know, he was using it as a point of, I mean, I didn't really ask people about AI. Well, I did ask specifically about AI, but the conversations turned a lot to AI. So that's, um, so that, I thought that was interesting. I've used that Zaha Hadid story a lot since I read Have it. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, in conversation. In, in, yeah, I know. In the pub. Also in the, I really enjoyed that story. Yeah, I love that yeah. story. I thought it was a really good way to get into the into the feature as well. Thank I you. used it in the AI steering committee. Here. Did you? I was like, oh, apparently it's our home. <laughs> 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 I hope you credited one day, Rick. One day in a few months' time, you'll use it on us. Chris, we know where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I found that out, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. An interesting way to start the piece. So hopefully everybody agrees. Um, and then I spoke with uh, Lindsay Atkin at Four Creative, uh, Nils Leonard uh, from Uncommon, um, and loads of other creatives as well. Um, you know, the industry's top creatives to just talk about what's happening now. And what uh, they want for the future. I asked some of them, obviously, provocative question. um, Is there a crisis in advertising creativity, creativity in advertising? Um, I mean, creatives are very optimistic. And in this industry, everybody is very optimistic. And um, a lot of them defended creativity, as they should, obviously. Um, 
you know, Lin- Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Atkin, as I, as I said, from Full Creative, um, came out and said, that's totally unfair. Um, it's always but- good when the interviewer tells you your question's crap, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a highlight for me. I know I do actually like yeah. it because they're challenging me. And obviously, I don't know everything. They're the ones who know the things and, and, and that's that's our job. But um, they're basically saying that it's the middle level of work that um, AI can help with. Um, but AI will never bring that top level award-winning effective work, um, and that you need a human brain for. Um, so that's, you know, that's positive. Um, and there was talk about holding companies, some holding companies. We talked about production companies. Um, we talked about the future. And I mean, the whole piece is about the future, but um, I hoped like kind of the end points were about looking forward and, you know, what what creatives would like to see. Um, so for Rick, it was about uh, creative thinkers as partners and creativity being a, a powerful tool for businesses, so brands. Um, Lindsay was about bringing in work that she says work that feels less transient and doesn't mean that we can't do funny stuff or strange things, but she wants to move towards really big, exciting thoughts. Um, and then we ended on Nils, uh, Nils, uh, Nils Leonard at Uncommon, who talked about, he explained that the best work should challenge culture. Um, it wasn't just him, the others have, uh, did say that as well. But I thought to end on this point, uh, on his quote was, was quite nice on, if advertising can remember that you're going to put something up on a billboard that 50 feet wide and get something to the entire country and not be daunted by that and actually be thrilled to be on that stage and remember it's a privilege, that's the amazing place for us to be as an industry. Oh, and there's, if I was a quicker thinker, there'd be a really smooth segue to your your entertainment piece there, Matt. You know, that's entertainment. So, th- yeah, this, this was another good provocative question. Um, is this really entertainment? Which is I thought would really be a great title for this podcast. <laughs> so this... With a big question mark yeah. on the end. <laughs> yeah, so this is looking at entertainment and it's looking particularly at, at how um, entertainment is being used as, as, as a kind of a cut through, really, that brands are using entertainment as a, as a kind of a comms tool. Um, and it ended up, it ended up, but, you know, the, the way it kind of steered was was you start to realise that basically it's it's advertising trying to get back to where it used to be pre-digital, which is you'd have these water cooler moments about ads that were coming out and, and, and stuff like that. And I started it off talking about the um, Nescafe Gold Blend couple in the There's early 90s. Great like intro. There's 90s. some good intros in this magazine. <laughs> I enjoy this one, yeah. And they, they introduced a novel. They, they said there was like a cash-in um, paperback, which I bought for a girlfriend for her Valentine's, as, as a joke. At I bought the time? Yeah. Not retrospectively. No, no, I'm that old. Yeah. If that's what you're getting at, Chris. Um, I I bought that and I bought a five pots of curry sauce. I remember because she liked the curry sauce and local chippies. My wife's listening to this. She'll probably want that. (laughs) From the the chippy? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So you'd have to eat that quickly. Yeah, well, she froze it. I think you have a a full pot. She had one. one Not as good as the wife. So the curry sauce... Was your gold blend basically? You would be the neighbour who was coming around saying, yeah. "Have you tried my curry sauce?" Basically, and then the relationship didn't work out. Didn't work out. Didn't lasted, work out. I think okay. weeks after that. But no, um, <laughs> six lasted pots. as long as the six other pots, pots of curry sauce. Five, yeah. five, yeah. So that that was that was me kind of 
trying to introduce the idea that you know branded entertainment is isn't necessarily a new thing. It's just the formats have changed, and obviously everything's kind of developed a lot with digital. Um, and that was something that actually um, Alex Green from Havas Play sort of picked up on, and he was saying that you know. Um, the spirit's very much the same as pre-digital and that people are trying to sort of come up with with stuff that, you know, people want to watch, talk about and share. Um, I, I tend to, people have edited my copy will probably know this, but I will go down a few rabbit holes occasionally. And there was a really interesting guy, fascinating bloke, um, Bob Workman, who's Senior Vice President, um, International Brand Partnerships at Warner Music. And we, we had this great conversation about how now um, artists, recorded uh, music artists will, will, partner with with brands a lot more willingly mainly because it's a it's a revenue stream for them because obviously people don't buy stuff anymore they just download <laughs> it um because they have to and, and yeah and and he was he was talking about um ed sheeran and how ed sheeran has a tomato ketchup label tattooed on one of his arms apparently and, and all this sort of so stuff like that was was fascinating but yeah it was it was um it was a great chat as, as well as bob um and and alex from Harv um from havas there was also david abraham from wonderhood and wonderhood studios doing a lot of really interesting stuff particularly with documentaries a lot of which appear on channel four for some reason channel That's four a lot more open to this you know um so that that was a fascinating chat there's um and they, they've got something coming up called furry babies which uh, is that uh, potentially problematic isn't it yeah Kyle? uh which um oh, oh fur babies excuse me which which is all done with pet plan. So it's actually about animals. It actually yeah, about animals. Yeah, it, yes, it, it is, is about animals. pets. Yeah, yeah. It's, pets. it's not about hairy kids or anything, <laughs> um, which, 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 is, which would be a bit of a shame, actually. So that's with pet, pet plan. Yeah. So, okay. so, basically, so it's an ad funding. But, it, but it's done quite subtly because, as, as, um, as, as David was saying, you know, you, you, there's so many guidelines in terms of product placement and all the rest of it. I, I think it was David that said in there that, you know, if you see James Bond wearing a flash watch, you know that's part of the deal. Um, but that, you don't that, mind exactly you know, what, that's yeah. what I liked about the piece and, yeah. and that was an interesting point you don't mind watching a Bond film um, and there's loads of products there whereas if you're watching a documentary I mean it, I, I, I've because watched Bond it. films have always had product placement though. yeah I mean I don't really watch them much I fall asleep but <laughs> yeah <laughs> the idea is if you like that sort of content <laughs> you know that the customers are savvy enough to yeah to get you know and it's brand association and, and of course you know they'd, they'd be disappointed if, if jane bond didn't have a you know uh, and, uh, and similarly a fake rolex or whatever that you know, <laughs> you know it, would, it would be a or drink a beer although that did no, happen he did, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he drank quite a few he's back the martinis though isn't he in, i don't know i haven't seen we should talk one. about him in the past tense really shouldn't we Even oh, yes yeah. spoiler spoiler, spoiler um Cool. And then also, you, we kept you quite busy this issue. Oh, yeah. So you interviewed Dame Caroline McCall, who is obviously Diane of the industry and chief executive of ITV. Yeah, um, she was great. I interviewed at the ITV um, sort of new HQ at White City, obviously getting onto BBC territory there and, you know, firing off their tanks and, and stuff on their lawn. Um, and and she, she was great because she can talk. She was talking about ITV, obviously, uh, and about ITVX, more to the point, and, and how that sort of... Um, Developing as, as as a platform for ad funded media, but also given her background in the Guardian as well, she could, she could sort of talk about that, um, and and indeed EasyJet. Um, and she she was really good. She was very kind of. Uh, I mean, I, I made some sort of little motif throughout the piece about her sort of you know she'd look at you right dead in the eye and, and and sort of like just make these little knocking noises every time she was trying to make a point on the not not hammering her hand on the desk, but she was very kind of you know. Um, no, I, I, she, she was she was a great interview, and as she said, my mandate was to kick ITV into the future, um, and she's she's definitely got that sort of uh, 
vision going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's sort of what we're trying to do here a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. I, so, mean, all, it, it, I think that's, we're kind of at this crucial kind of moment, aren't we, in, in the wider culture. And I think a lot of the, the sort of questions tap into that, you know. Yeah. And so, Gurdjieff, with the work this time, um, we tried to kind of, again, we didn't want to look back across 55 years of advertising or even longer, but we asked people to pick an ad for us. Mm. So a number of senior creators. So usually with the work, we pick out um, some of the highlights of the past quarter. Um, but this time we decided to go to, um, I contacted more creatives to get them involved. Um, Thank so you to everybody for their time. We've got there's so, so many, many people, people kind yes. of quoted and contributed to the magazine yeah. and we're so grateful. We know how busy everyone is. Yeah. So I went to them and we uh, and, and asked them to choose an ad that's probably been released perhaps kind of in the past five years that most represents where our industry is going. And there were some interesting choices. There was um, Anna Ballerin at uh, Wyden and Kennedy London. She's a CCO, Chief Creative Officer, picked the Barbie marketing. And I thought that was fun. And there's did, been did a bit they, of... Did a... they market that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I thought because throughout the magazine, quite a few people had mentioned uh, all yeah. the Barbie stuff. So yeah. um, We obviously have an interview with Josh. Exactly, from Silverman. Yeah. Mm. So she uh, picked out the Barbie marketing and that wasn't really done, you know, there was so much there um, and that's what she was making the point about. Um, you go to the cinema and they have those um, Barbie kind of, what were they? Cutouts or whatever. They Not the cutout, the, boxes, the box. That's the boxes, it, the box yeah. so you can get in and, yeah. you know, have, a, have your photo taken, which I definitely did. <laughs> um, all those kind of things and, you know, all that pink fever and everything. And uh, Frankie Goodwin, who's at Saatchi's, um, Saatchi and Saatchi London, she picked Yorkshire Tea Pack Your Bags by Lucky Generals, um, which an ad that a lot of people have liked this year um, about uh, taking your your own tea bags on holiday with you. Really important. Um, and then there's uh, McDonald's Raise Your Arches, Leo Burnett's Channel 4, Idents. Oh, my God, my favourite is probably Trevor Robinson's pick is uh, Apple Action Mode, where the mum um, follows the sun. On the sports day. Yes, brilliant. That's me. I'm already there. <laughs> I had to watch that over and over. Um, anyway, that's not the point. Uh, so, yes, this work is supposed to look uh, to the future. Fabulous. And it was interesting that they were choosing different ads for different reasons. So you've got a lot of a very broad... Um, selection of I was worried that there would be some overlap mm. so, so was it just natural everyone picked different yeah, things so, that's great. Like, be really quick with your choices because get in there first and mm. um there were no overlaps <laughs> so Maisie tell us about the ad agencies piece that you wrote yeah so as we sort of said the um the questions are intentionally provocative um and so the question around advertising agencies um we decided upon was will advertising agencies survive um, and the thinking was that Scott Galloway of the Pivot podcast um, told a story, um, which is in one of his books on the podcast a little while ago, which was that he said when he went to speak to Levi's, to the board of the Levi's Strauss company in the 90s, he went alongside Lee Clow and also um, Nigel Bogle, now Sir Nigel Bogle, um, and he contrasts that with today when he said when he goes to see company boards to advise them, he basically never sees any advertising agency people, essentially, and sort of said that, you know, sort of posed the question of like, you know, when is a, the member of a company board 
you know, asked what the advertising agency thinks of anything basically recently. Um, and, and so my kind of quest, I suppose, was to sort of think about the role of advertising agencies. They're full of really talented, wonderful, you know, kind of intelligent, creative people. Mm. Um, but I, I worry that the product that they have focused on and continue to focus on um, over the last 15 years has become uh, less significant and less useful and valued less by marketers and that some of them haven't innovated as much as they might have done. Um, and so if you contrast them with media agencies where which are essentially driving holding company profits, you know, creative agencies are sort of seen as a shop front and a kind of almost like a marketing vehicle for the holding companies as opposed to kind of proper commercial businesses in their own right. So one of the things that um, I guess sharpened the focus for me was um, recently a book's come out called Madison Avenue Makeover, which was written by Michael Farmer. And it follows the transformation of Huge, which is an IPG digital agency. Um, and Huge worked with a woman called Caroline Johnson, who runs the business model company, um, to basically change how they work. So Caroline's view is that Advertising agencies are too focused on servicing clients um, and not focused on properly running themselves as commercial businesses and also thinking about how to actually drive the client's business as opposed to just kind of create advertising for them. Um, and she's, you know, really quite punchy about the future. She says, so she's talking about advertising agencies. She says, what we're selling is less and less relevant and we're stuck with a costing model that means we're obsessed with the effort we put in rather than the value we create. Um, and so she's obviously really complimentary about um, Matt Baxter who worked with her, who I tried to speak to, but because he's in Australia, it was a bit difficult. So I'm going to do a follow-up with him. Um, so essentially Huge have been this through this process and now sell basically, they have a sort of suite of products that they then sell at a fixed price. So rather than selling time, so essentially the way most advertising agencies work is they kind of bill for the hours that their staff mm -hmm. um, spend working on the business. Instead, Huge has switched to this kind of, you know, we will do you a, a digital transformation program or, you know, I'm making this up, but a kind of CRM program or a new website or build you an app, that kind of thing. And this is how much it costs. So it's much more like a consultancy model. Um, so I spoke to kind of some people who I felt were doing a really good job of innovating and changing what they do. Um, people like John Cook of VMLYNR and David Drogo of Accenture Song. Um, and essentially, most of the people I spoke to weren't at a position where they were ready to do a kind of complete wholesale transformation of how they structure their business and sell what they do. Um, but there was a sort of expectation that agencies should look at be more focused at the value they create for clients and be more um, confident about how they charge for that and, and kind of link some of, at least some of what they do um, to the outcomes that they help deliver. Chris, what else have you got planned? So you're, you're free from the shackles of um, print deadlines. <laughs> well, we're, the, yeah, we're currently putting this issue online. Which it'll be and I should say all the work stories will be online mm. Um you know, over the coming weeks. Everything will be going up over the next sort of three or so weeks, probably. I mean, so. it almost takes as long to produce the online version of the, of the mag then. Which is maybe the what the, version. you know, might, part, be, part yeah, of the reason. Uh, but, we're, but we're still doing, um, you know, we're still going to be very uh, creative in our treatments. of. Uh, we've got the Power 100 coming up, for example. I'm just in the middle of organising quite a complicated shoot at a mystery location, well, it's not a mystery to me, but it's a mystery. Well, it's not a mystery to the people who are turning up to it either. 
not much of a mystery at it's all, then, is it? No. I can't tell you it's, what it is yet. But. It's a mystery to you, dear <laughs> listener. Yes. I think that's what you meant. So, but basically, yes, yeah, but basically, we're still doing, still doing um, the, you know, putting just as much um, creative effort into the sort of tentpole campaign things, um, and uh, and then obviously, we're going to be working very hard at. Um, well, we're going to relaunch the website um, in the not too distant future and we've got some very love how you stop short of giving a date then so, <laughs> was spring 24 now i i can't comment okay. on that um but we have uh, some very exciting plans there that the, are a mystery yeah, yeah. So the idea being obviously we want to recreate some of the uh celebration of the work um that we do through the print magazine digitally yeah. um and we obviously want to create a site that people want to come back to regularly yeah, that they enjoy when they are at. We've spoken to a lot of people about what they like and what they uh, what they think could be better, um, and we've taken all that on board. Great, that's all we've got time for today. If you'd like to learn more about what we've been discussing, please visit our website campaignlive.co.uk. Details of our subscriptions are available at campaignlive.co.uk/forward/slash/membership. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us, like us, and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. A big thank you to Haymarket studio manager Nav Powell and Till Owen, our podcast producer. And also to Aidan Lyons from Rethink Audio. And to you for listening. I hope you'll join us next time. On behalf of the campaign team, goodbye. Goodbye.